0: The Word of the Lord, from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide disputes by what his ears hear, But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be his belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire and his resting place shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, amen. The text for our Gospel Proclamation comes from the prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 11 and serves the basis of our theme for the second Sunday in Advent, Christ's kingdom come. Stumps are a pretty good indication of the death of a tree. I don't know a lot about gardening, lawn care, and basic horticulture, but I do know if nothing is left but the stump, you can kiss that tree goodbye. Growing up in the North, that was basically the case with few exceptions. And getting those stumps removed from a property was a lucrative business as it was so difficult to do. Some would even use explosives to remove the stubborn stumps and thereby clear the field for more agriculture. So I was amazed when I moved to Florida 22 years ago and discovered that a stump was not necessarily a dead tree, especially if it was a palm. And good luck removing any palm regardless. I was even amazed at how scrub oaks could sprout new life as well. So maybe, just maybe, this stump of Jesse speaks to us in Florida in a way that nowhere else in America it can. We know that there is always hope that a shoot may come forth from an otherwise dead stump. No doubt, the family tree of David, referred to through his father Jesse, appeared to be a kingdom utterly cut off and eradicated from the earth. They had been rebuked for their sins and the judgment came down hard on them with the conquering Assyrians taking Israel in 722 BC. This was extremely problematic for the 8th century BC Israelites because the Messiah was prophesied through this family line. If it was cut off, if the stump was dead, If no one could come from the line and lineage of King David, the messianic prophecy for God's people may indeed be cut off as well. We simply can't understate the despair this kingdom's collapse would cause. If you're a fan of Star Wars, and you remember the fall of Anakin Skywalker when he fought Ben Kenobi, sealing his fate, transforming into Darth Vader, you can hear the screams of Obi-Wan, Desperately trying to convince Anagan he was going the wrong way. You are the chosen one! With tears in his eyes, he cried out, knowing his friend was now his enemy and all hope for balance in the forest would be lost with him. This could be likened to the pain the people of God were feeling, like when Obi-Wan cut down Anakin when he had the high ground, so the axe fell upon the kingdom of David, the son of Jesse, causing all Israelites to lose hope as well. But unlike the hopelessness we were left with in the Star Wars saga, God, rich in his prophet Isaiah, gave the people of God real hope once again. The branch of Jesse made fruitful again. This would not be lost on the people of God, who knew of another branch that bore fruit once before after being seemingly dead. Seven centuries before Isaiah's prophecies, Moses and Aaron were challenged by rebel camps that wanted authority, and that meant authority over the temple and the sacrifices. This is no different than Christians today. As soon as a church or community of Christians rise to prominence, suddenly everyone wants to oversee the successful mission or ministry. I've seen it. You've seen it. People will audaciously challenge the leaders that got them there because they want similar glory or credit. Completely misunderstanding God always gets all the glory and also the credit. So what happens today? So it was no different in Moses' day. God directed Moses to fix the lines of accountability once for all by offering to put the names of each of the chiefs of the tribes on staffs and Aaron's name on the staff for the tribe of Levi. Then upon depositing the staffs before the Lord in the tent of the testimony, the next day Aaron's staff alone was sprouting forth buds, confirming Aaron's leadership as high priest in Israel, interceding between God and man. This moment of God's miracle and clear direction would be memorialized for all time, keeping that very staff of Aaron in the Ark of the Covenant, lost to history, but promised to be properly laid in the new heavens and new earth in God's temple forever. This sprout coming forth from the tree Christ Jesus was crucified on for our sins. And this event was no longer about a staff or stump sprouting forth life. No, this was about a dead man who was raised imperishable, the God-man Jesus. If that wasn't enough, Isaiah adds that the spirits would rest upon this man raised alive in the lineage of David. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of God. What man could ever lay claim to these gifts save Christ alone? I will reveal the mystery of who could possess this wisdom of the ages. That is, no one. Only Jesus did, and only Jesus does full stop. So Jesus becomes the ultimate brother, father, counselor, teacher, mentor, and master in all things in life. If we think we can fool him with false piety and fake Christianity, he will sniff it out faster than a true blue Tennessee bloodhound. But if we think we must hold our breath wondering, If he will forgive us and redeem us for our insolence, he's the very one who breathes life into our sinfully dead souls so we can live again. This we can have faith in because Isaiah makes it clear that he wields the ultimate sword of truth. Not a defensive sword to strike back at those who come at us first, Rather, a long, broad sword which makes the first strike and devastates all his enemies before they can even unsheath their weapon. Christ's very words from his mouth is that sword, as we learn in Revelation 2.19, that aids us in thwarting the evil manipulations of the devil himself and all that would hinder the gospel of our Lord. Even Luther says, I cannot repeal Satan as I would like. Thanks be to God, however, for preserving us in the word, in faith, and in prayer. We know that one should walk in humility and fear in the sight of God and not presume upon our own wisdom, righteousness, doctrine, and courage. One should rely on the power of Christ. When we are weak, he is strong. And through us weaklings, he always conquers in triumphs. To him be the glory forever. If, as Shakespeare says, the pen is truly mightier than the sword, so the words out of Christ's mouth are mightier than them all. Years ago, one of my favorite movie series, Ghostbusters, came out with Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver, Dan Aykroyd, and Rick Moranis as some of the epic headliners. With a cast like that, it was bound to be a hit, and it was. With a few follow-up movies and even a redo or two, nothing ever touched the magic of that first movie. People were wearing the shirts with a ghost marked, crossed out. People were listening to the hit record theme song. Everyone seemed to know the response to, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. What has fascinated me over the years is how much they talk about Armageddon, the apocalypse, and the end of all things as we know it. Should the faithful Ghostbusters fail in their mission to contain the ghost, fleeing their spirit world to dominate ours? Bill Murray, playing Dr. Peter Vinkman with a PhD in parapsychology, warns of the ghostly end of times and its consequences being dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Oh, it's good for a laugh. And really all you should be watching these movies for. But according to Isaiah's prophecy, wrong. In the world ruled by the new root of Jesse, the wolf dwells with the lamb. The leopard lies down with the goat. Fattened calves and lions are led by a child together. The bear and the cow graze in the same fields. Nursing children and babies play over the holes of cobras, and put their hands in adders' dens. This is not chaos. This is the peace of Christ, which rises above it all and keeps us unto eternity. This is Christ's kingdom coming to us all. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.